going on, everybody? And welcome to the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 69th podcast episode. Nice. Hopefully, it won't be my last. This time around, we got Justin Barrasso. He's a reporter for Sports Illustrated covering pro wrestling at large, the WWE specifically. We're going to be talking Raw 25 and a Royal Rumble preview. Justin's coming up in less than two minutes. I guarantee it. So stick around for that. But first, Every time I do a new year with the podcast, I like changing up the format a little bit. I like adding some new things. So I'm doing that now. I'm adding something new at the top of the show called Don't Get It Twisted. And what that is, is just a little rant I'll go on. So I'll keep it short this time because I know you want to get to Justin, all you wrestling fans. Basically, it comes to wrestling fandom. I am still getting crap from people about how watching wrestling makes me a loser or WWE is so lame. I can't believe you like these fake sports. Guys, don't get it twisted. I know it's fake. That's the whole point. I love the scripted entertainment with the athletic endeavors and the athleticism that happens. These guys are doing stuff in the ring that no other athlete in the world does. These flips, these springboard moves, these jumps off of steel cages. No one's doing that in the NBA. No one's doing that in the NHL. And I love all sports, trust me, but there are sometimes a baseball game in the middle of August uh, a Bucks suns game in the dead of winter where sports kind of let you down a little bit. And wrestling definitely lets you down, but it always entertains you. And that is the thing that I love most about the product. You get to watch these men and women try and look like they're actually kicking each other's asses while at the same time not wanting to legitimately break someone's neck or tear someone's ligaments. It is just an amazing part of American culture that I am a huge, huge fan of. And I'm glad so many more people are getting involved in as well. To the point it's now being covered by ESPNs and the Rolling Stones and all these other mainstream outlets, including Sports Illustrated. And that leads me now to our guest this week, Justin Barrasso. Justin Barrasso, reporter for Sports Illustrated, covering WWE Pro Wrestling at large. The man has scoops for days and stories all the time, talking and covering one of my favorite things in the world, the pro wrestling game. Justin, what's happening? Mike, thank you so much for having me, having me on. Uh, it's just so much fun, right, to like break down the ins and outs of professional wrestling. So thrilled to do it with you, a guy who knows his stuff and a real student of the game. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you flatter me. That's that's my kind of guest right there. Uh, you don't have much time with you, Justin, because the man in your position, you got sources to talk to, you got obligations. So we're going to sprint and get right into a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk Raw 25, which just happened this week. We're going to talk Royal Rumble, which is coming up this weekend. But first, just even though we're pressed for time, that doesn't mean we can't throw away tradition. I start every episode with each guest asking, what's the best thing to happen to you in the past week? So, Justin, what's that for you? Just the experience, right? I think sometimes uh, covering the business... Yeah, I, I actually, I think that covering pro wrestling, you know, dealing with the pro wrestlers, I think is very, very easy. Uh, I think they're in most cases, humble and kind and, and not even WWE, but like you, if you work with a ring of honor show or an indie show, you know, men and women are, are pretty grateful for it. But I think the highlight was just, and sometimes you take things for granted, right? Cause you cover a lot of shows, you cover manias, but I, and I, I've covered shows at the Hammerstein for ring of honor, but I'd never covered in the Manhattan center, you know, the, where they had raw in the ballroom on Monday. And that was just, I, I mean, I, I kind of, I know there were parts where I think our expectations were a little too high. Yeah. It, it as, wasn't Wrestle as Kingdom. Wrestling fans it was, usually are. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't Wrestle Kingdom 12. It was the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. And I think we, we lost sight of that a little bit. 
But overall, I, I like the experience of being there. I mean, so I sat back and I said, you know, this is just fantastic. It's it's something that I remember watching on the, on their debut. I remember. I mean, I, I could tell you about my whole life uh, through you know Mondays in wrestling, good times, bad times, breakups, deaths in the family, happy times, uh, you know, the highs and lows and everything in between. So I, the best thing that happened this past week was was definitely that Monday in the Manhattan Center and a positive interview. We we, we had the chance with the uh, interviews with Shawn Michaels and Finn Balor, and those were run on SI.com. So yeah, just just the but just the experience, you know, hanging out and talking to people in in the crowd, and it was just such a a fun and atmosphere. People were happy, uh, people were just thrilled to be there. Um, I know there were some Barclays sucks chance, and some people booed <laughs> when they didn't think that Manhattan the Manhattan Center got as much as it deserved in terms of the show. But overall, I just I was I was thrilled to be there, and I mean to experience the Raw twenty fifth anniversary doesn't mean we can't critique it. Sure. Well, you know what? Let's do that. And because I, I was at Barclays, so I guess we're getting two perspectives here. And it was funny because when DX was there at Manhattan Center, there were people at Barclays saying, "Man, I can't believe that Manhattan Center got that." And I almost wanted to turn around and say, "Guys, we got almost literally everything else. We got Stone Cold stunning the McMahon family again. We can't complain." But let's critique. Um, well, first, let's say positive first, Justin. Give me what was the best part of Raw twenty five for you in terms of the whole product, and what was your favorite part? And are those two things the same or different? So best and favorite. Uh, the best was the the idea at the end of the the you know that they were putting Finn Balor over, right? The fact that Triple H on camera is endorsing Finn. Kind of an odd moment that Finn didn't win a match or have a moment. And they just did it in the ring and, and then kind of a thrown together tag match after that. Uh, that was about the best moment, just because I mean, even on, even on a nostalgic show, you need to build toward the toward the the future and definitely. And, and, and build something, you know, and continue to build in the present. So I liked that a lot. I thought that was the best moment. Again, I would have loved to see Finn wrestle, uh, beat someone, uh, show off his skills in ring if he's gonna going to be your guy. And my favorite moment was the open, right? I mean, that moment, I mean, I can't tell you how many people texted me during the Austin <laughs> Man segment. Austin didn't even say a word. I know people, in retrospect, were like, oh, I wish Steve spoke. He did a cool he promo. Didn't, he didn't have to. He didn't need Steve Austin so good. He didn't even need to say a word. That's how good Austin is. Yeah. So that was, I thought, my favorite part of the show. And then the whole goal is, and that story we, we ran today with the with the Jimmy Fallon. Uh, yeah, you had a scoop on SI.com today that the WWE had to change their whole plan for the show because of Jimmy Fallon and his schedule. And that was an interesting debate because people reached out and asked, well, why do they care? Yeah. about Jimmy Fallon like he, why would you even want to build backstage segments around him and of course the answer is they need to attract the mainstream fan that's the, it's the casual fan they're missing that's what you know that's what brings them over the top especially as we build to WrestleMania so you need the casual fan cuz you're going to get the, i mean guys like you and me whether we want to or not we're going to have to we're in watch. right we're yeah, in I mean, of course but the casual fan can you bring them back in for you know, the rumble and beyond up to mania really. And that's why you want a guy like you want as much mainstream publicity as possible. So I think that they were probably, I'm sure they were very disappointed that it didn't work, especially after the, um, the lip sync challenge last week on his, sh on Fallon show. I think that they wanted to get the return favor at raw, which didn't happen. And that hurt the mainstream wise, but, but Austin McMahon, the reason that show opened with Austin McMahon is, well, if you weren't watching, you were going to turn it on. Yep, you were getting those text messages. Hey, I know you haven't watched in 20 years, but Austin's on right now. Probably going to stun Vince. You want to watch. And that's exactly why they do it. All right, what 
And let's be quick on this, because I do want to get to Rumble. I want to talk more, do the chunk of the show with you about Rumble. But what's the, what's your biggest critique? Because obviously there was a lot that could have been done differently or better from Raw 25. So we'll close Raw 25 talk with that. Justin, what was the, what was the one thing you wish they could have done differently or better than what they did? It's a really good question. Again, I would have loved a Balor match, a singles Balor match. I don't know who I would have put him in the ring with. Someone, re- I mean, relevant. And I think they have a roster that's beginning to feel like more. Where they have more and more stars. Um, and a guy like it would have, Cesaro would have worked, but he's got his own tag match at the Rumble to build to. So I'm not quite sure who I would have had Balor in the ring with. Um, I, I, could, I could think about that. I'll, I'll give you an answer to that in the next five minutes. But my, one, my biggest critique and again, it doesn't build the modern-day product, but as a Shawn Michaels fan and for what he meant to Monday Night Raw and WWE, I would have loved a Shawn Michaels sing- singles promo just by himself, kind of like they do with Taker. I would have liked a moment. I mean, Shawn, Shawn, yes, he is part of DX, but not really because DX branched off and became something totally different. I know he came back later on with the glow sticks and all that, but when I think Shawn Michaels, I think the heartbreak kid, he was also the heart and soul of WWE for a while. I would have loved to hear from Michaels. You know, he's, he was 23 when he started there. He's 52 now. In between, he lost his father. I think there would have been, it was such a missed opportunity not to hear from Michaels, particularly you had The Undertaker do it. And I love that they did it. It was in character, which you have to, right? Like, that's, it's Taker. You got to keep him in character. Michaels could have been out of character and really bookended. Because why do you have him there? You have him there because he was at the original Manhattan Center against Max Moon. I thought for a five, six minute, four, five, six minute promo, that would have been perfect. So that was my biggest critique. And again, I would have loved Balor in the ring with somebody. Who would he have wrestled, though? Someone relevant, someone that matters. I don't know. I don't know exactly who. That's tough. But the thing is, and we love, obviously, the Matt stuff and the wrestling, but in the end, it is mm-hmm. moments. And we got the two sweet. Yes. We got the christening of it. And he still got to do something physical with the coup de grace. So, yeah, without being able to squeeze a match in, I think we got the next best thing for Finn, who we hope, I'm sure all of us, has a lot more coming in 2018. Let's get to the Rumble, Justin. I agree with you on both I'm still gonna, I'm still frustrated that I can't think of the right opponent for Balor on Raw. So I'm, I'm going to get to that, too. When you when it comes to you, you want to book it, you know, you let me know, book the territory, and just let me know. Just jump in. <laughs> Royal Rumble. Let's come right out with it. I'm not going to tease it at all. Who's going to win? The men's and the women's. Give me a winner for each. Who's your, who's your favorite? For the women, I'd actually like to see Becky Lynch win. I think it's, it's a lock that Ronda Rousey wins. Again, they want that mainstream coverage come Mania. It all goes back to that. I think Ronda Rousey, much to the dismay of the people of Philadelphia, I think Philly's going to eat it up, chew it up, and spit it out. Uh, I don't think they're going to like Ronda Rousey winning that Women's Rumble. I think she wins the Women's Rumble. And I really, really would like to see Shinsuke Nakamura win the Men's Rumble. I think Nakamura styles. Like, if you don't, if you don't commit to Nakamura now, I really think they're digging his grave in WWE. Because what, what, what's the upside from here, right? If you, if you kind of ignore him at the Rumble or cast him aside, I'd love to see Nakamura Styles. But really, all signs point to Roman Reigns, particularly losing to The Miz. I didn't like that match, to be honest. Um, really? You're in the minority. I thought, I thought a lot of people were, were good with that one. I enjoyed it. Uh, the finish, I should, I should specify, I didn't like because, I don't know, I, just thought, I, I know he had the uh, middle turnbuckle was exposed. But I thought that was a soft way to take the belt off Roman. And you're going to have him basically lose clean to the Miz. This is a guy who's supposed to, supposed to, it looks like, beat Brock Lesnar, who I know he's not invincible anymore the way they're booking him. But I don't know. I thought you would have had like, um, 
it's the old rumble with uh, Bobby Heenan holding the Warriors' legs when Rick Rude pins him. Something like that where Bo Dallas and Kurt Hawkins uh, held it, Curtis Axel, excuse me, uh, held his legs down or something like that I thought would have happened where it was a little more kind of shenanigans. They knock him out and he pins him, takes advantage of him, or Jason Jordan interferes and makes a mistake. But I don't know. I, I, um, I didn't like that finish, but See, I still, it looks like Roman Reigns will probably win. But I'm right. really why, why would he drop the belt uh, the week before on the go-home show if not to do something a little bit bigger? Uh, I'm looking Absolutely. at the odds right now. Uh, Patty Power, friends of many a WWE fan, and Shinsuke is still the favorite, five to six odds, so you're not making money betting him. And then Roman right behind him. And Daniel Bryan, this is a story that kind of took the wrestling, the internet wrestling community by storm last week. Tied with Dolph Ziggler right now, third best odds. So I want to ask you about Bryan, but just to reiterate, so your you're want to wins the Rumble, Becky Lynch and Shinsuke, and your probably will win the Rumbles, Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns. That's a lot of R's, but that's that's what you're going on record with. I got to jump in real quick. I would have had from the SmackDown roster, Jinder Mahal do the honors for Finn Balor. That okay, would have been my there match. you go. Yep. Yeah. That, I, that, I would, have been over. that. that would have been over. <laughs> that would have been, I, I had to get that. I couldn't get past that. Um, yes, Ronda Rousey for the women. And I, I'm, you know, the Nakamura thing's more of my heart than my head. I really right. think Reigns will win, but man, it would be, you can still set up Reigns any way you want. I think Nakamura, it's hard to say deserves something, but I think he deserves the moment, right? And then what he does with it from there on out, that's up to him. Can he sink or swim or take that moment and build something and go into Mania and really steal the show? Well, who knows, right? I mean, he and Styles, I'd like to think they could, but that's something they'd have to do together in the ring. He needs that opportunity. He deserves that chance. Reigns, they're going to make it work regardless. Reigns is their guy. He's their top merch seller. They protect him to no end, which is another reason I was surprised he lost the way he did. But the Reigns doesn't need the Rumble win. Like They'll figure out a way to get Reigns to Lesnar. So I think that's my frustration in the sense that I think that, man, it would be this is a golden opportunity to, to set something else up, right? That's a, And we have enough wrestling matches at Mania where, like, you know, it's mainstream-type matches. Nakamura Styles is, is for the fans. For yep. Daniel Bryan, I don't think we'll see him at the Rumble I think if he is cleared to come back, McMahon's, you know, if you, if you follow the story of Vince McMahon, McMahon is every year, how can we make Mania the biggest and best show ever? So to me, it just, you know, you're you're giving the cow away for free and, and, and you're trying to sell the milk if you put Brian in the rumble. And it would be great. It'd be a great moment. But I think they're more concerned on New Orleans, WrestleMania, uh, building up to that that tag, I, I assume it's a tag match with Shane O'Mac or Shane McMahon against Zayn and Owens, and the the moment when McMahon starts the match and goes for that tag for Brian, that place would erupt. Plus, you'd build up to that, right? You'd you'd have a month, I hope, two months of a build where we'd be like, I cannot wait for this moment. I have to watch WrestleMania just to see this. So I I don't think that Brian. I mean, it's interesting how the public bets. But I, and the odds, but I don't think that Brian will be an active participant. I think it's a missed opportunity for them, for WWE. Just, uh, see, but I'm, I'm just thinking that number 30, the countdown hits, and we get the Daniel Bryan music. That's that's one of those moments that goes to the front of every WWE Network package for the next 20 years. Do you want to talk about crowd erupting in Philly? I mean, that would that would blow my mind. And I get the build yeah. to Mania, but in terms of a pure, unadulterated moment – I can't think of anything better than putting him in the Rumble. 
I agree. As, you know, I, I, I just think they're thinking about it from a different perspective, right? Because that show's already sold on Sunday. By the time 30 comes out, like you've already you've either bought the network, you haven't, you've bought your ticket, and that show's, that show's almost over or it's, it's at the peak of, you know, it's at its peak. So I think that's, I mean, again, though, of course, I thought last year was a missed opportunity. I would have had Brian, you know, he wears those sweaters or he always dresses so nicely on SmackDown. I thought last year was perfect. Have him come in at whatever number. Uh, have him eliminate when the Miz was in the ring by himself. Have him eliminate the Miz, no real contact, and then have Kane come out next, his former tag team partner, and Brian could eliminate himself. I would have loved it last year, but maybe they're just digging themselves in a hole. The Brian thing that that I cannot figure out, Mike, if he comes back with with everything going on in the NFL. I mean, if you want, I'm a Patriot fan, but watching the game and um, you know the NFL playoffs and Rob Gronkowski gets concussed, yep. it's a 15 yard penalty. Like they've got a serious problem in their game. Wrestling's not immune to concussions, and that's you know brain injuries are 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 very 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 damaging and and for your product too right people could sue there's so much uh, behind that so with Brian they've been steadfast in the fact that he cannot wrestle he cannot wrestle it's not safe and now he's going to come back what changed I think that's the toughest sell they've kind of paint you know put painted themselves into a corner. I'm not saying he can't come back, he won't come back, he shouldn't come back. I'd love it. I hope he can. I hope he's healthy. But it's just interesting the way they've positioned themselves. He can't because he's not healthy. Well, well, what changed? I think that's going to be a very interesting part of the Brian story, too. And I guess they could say, you know what, we were, we were overcautious. In which case, great, right? That's, hey, you're protecting your talent. I mean, I wish the NHL right. did that more. Everybody that. comes out smelling a little bit nicer if that's the route that ends up happening. And if it's real, we don't want to get worked over by some some bullshit that, oh, we were overly cautious when really they're just trying to get the bottom line higher. We want to make sure that's true because obviously his – And Brian's level, a unique case. Yeah. You mentioned the bottom line him. because to me, Brian's the only guy because I don't count Punk because Punk's not coming back. Brian's the only guy, in my opinion, that can turn the needle inside the company and outside. I'm not saying that Ring of Honor would be bigger than WWE, but, man, if Brian was at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom next year – that is a that is an enormous match. Yeah, or him versus um, Cody Rhodes at this mystery ten thousand seat uh, event happening sometime this year. That could you're right. He's a needle mover. They can't they can't have Rhodes. Um, they could do it a final battle. They can't do it at the All In Show because it, it's right. September first. Still under contract. So though, right. Still under contract. Yeah. But you're right though. Rhodes if Rhodes headlined with excuse me if if Brian headlined final battle in December with Cody, and then followed that up by a major match defending the Ring of Honor title. At Wrestle Kingdom, I mean that is that is enormous. I and smell I money. I Brian, smell money. Yeah, uh, and Justin, I love the fact that Brian said he's been watching more and more Jerry Lawler matches. To me, that means he's he's coming back someplace, right? And I love Jerry Lawler for a lot of reasons. His in ring work. It could be some people might critique it as hokey. I think it's great. I think he knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to not injure himself. I think that it's. I think that Brian's gonna. I think we're gonna see a a much smarter Daniel Bryan. Wherever we see it, because he's coming back someplace. Yeah, right? it's, like, someplace. it's like Jordan when he was shooting fadeaways to the Wizards. It's a different game, but it's the same guy. But you have to adjust and evolve to be able to keep it going. Um, all right, thankfully, Justin, thankfully, yeah. Brian will have better teammates than Jordan did yeah, Washington. with the Wizards, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, Justin, I still got a couple segments I want to get to, so let's fly through some of these. Uh, the Women's Rumble, we're all excited for it. Give me just five words or fewer. What other emotions are you feeling for it? Are you nervous? Is there any trepidation? Or do you think this is going to go off? Well, Ronda Rousey potentially excluded. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a mathematician, but focus on the women. That's for focus on your women. Like to me, 
I really want that. A couple surprises might be nice or would be nice, but I really would love to see the focus on the first ever women's rumble on the current division. Let's highlight Becky Lynch. Let's let Sasha Banks go on a run where she's knocking people out. Let's or give that run to the, the old Diesel uh, Kevin Nash was at ninety two in Providence when he eliminates six guys in a row. Have nine, have Jax do that. Let's focus on your talent. I just what worries me about this Rumble is because there's a lot of spotlight on the women's Rumble. I hope they use it to highlight the current roster. They're so good. They are. Let's focus on and the ones please have. keep after the Money in the Bank fiasco all men away from this. We want the women to have their moments and decide it for themselves. And in particular, the current women, like you say, the current roster. Yeah, outsiders and old timers will be nice for spots and for pops. But I agree with you. It's got, they got a great roster now. Focus on them. I like that. And what other? And what other universe? Like, think of the NBA. If you had a Legends game, you'd never like make them look good at the expense of. You'd never put Scottie Pippen. You know, you'd never make him look good over Kevin Durant in 2018. Right. But but that's sometimes what we do in wrestling. You know, we have we have DX who's not making a run to come back anytime soon ever again, and we're we're making them look good over the revival. Yeah. I mean, that that's it's strange, right? So yeah, the women's the women's are. I'm really excited for it. I just hope that at the end we're not like oh. Why you know and Becky Lynch isn't even a part of the Final Four? I'm focusing too much on her. Uh, ask someone. I focus on. I think Lynch is great. Focus on the uh, Sasha Banks. Focus on someone in the division. Uh, that's what I'd you know get Paige involved on the outside. Do something to make this special. I really hope that uh, that they make it work. I dig it, uh, Justin. If we had more time, I, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to bring you back on the show about your weekly routine if you watch everything live how many times do you watch raw what do you watch besides wwe but we'll save that for when you come back down the road because i want to get to the fun five it's how we end every episode with the guests these are quick fun questions designed for you and you alone question number one obviously returns even though we're not looking forward to them playing a part in the the final end game of the women's rumble or any rumble usually but we love when people come back right so what's the one return you're hopefully you're hoping is coming. Which one are you most excited for, either the men's or the women's this year? Can I do one for each? Yeah, of course. Michelle McCool for the women. Love it. Because I want to, you know, you get in any ha- any happy home, there's a happy wife, <laughs> and I want to. I, I know people don't. I'm surprised the amount of people who don't want to see Taker back at Mania. I'm sorry. I like Undertaker matches. I like his promos. I like it's nostalgic. It's fun. It's it's still he's still fresh. Um, I, I still get excited to see him work a match if he's healthy, of course, which from all accounts and people that I've heard that know him and that are close sources, close to Taker, he is healthy and wants to come back. Let's get his wife back in the rumble. I think she was underrated, uh, for the men's. I wouldn't mind seeing Batista or Bobby Lashley, but I think that the guy, you know, EC3 is a star in the making. And I think, I think you have to repackage him. I don't think you call him EC3. I personally don't want any connection. This is not a knock on TNA or Impact, but I don't want any connection. I want him to start fresh. I want a new character. He's so talented. I think he's the guy now. He's not as well-known as AJ Styles was when he debuted at th- number three in 2016, but I want EC3 in the Rumble. I wouldn't mind Ricochet. Like, the Enzo Amore news is, is obviously bad for 205 Live. Now, you have Ricochet. He is charismatic. He is extremely talented in the ring. Like, they're going to be in good hands. They just need to, and I, I think they, they have such an opportunity for, for a positive uh, development. Like, have a tournament. Bring Super Crazy back. Bring Juventud Guerrero back, back. Bring Rey Mysterio in for a one-off and have him lose in the, after, to the winner. I don't know. There's so many. Like, you could look at the Enzo thing as a negative, and it's not good. 
But the question is, how do you turn it into a positive? Yeah. Uh, the you for Ricochet, maybe the way to, to launch, pad him into something like that, a tournament or whatever you say there. And I really want to see him. My issue with that division is it's it's not a joke, but like it's always like when they asked uh, Braun Strowman about Conor McGregor, he's like, oh, he'd be good for 205 Live. No, don't knock your own product. And I like Braun Strowman a lot. But don't knock your own. Those guys are great. Like it's it's nobody knocks the light heavyweights in UFC. They're just as tough as the big guys. I get it. They're smaller, but it's I, I you know I, I would have Ricochet purposely knock out, knock and literally knock out and eliminate some of the bigger you know stud stars because you've got to start taking that division seriously. And the only way you do that is from the it's it's intern you get it from the inside taken <laughs> seriously for us to do it on the outside. Next question in the fun five: If there was a Royal Rumble of all the Sports Illustrated writers, who's going over? Who's winning that one? Of all time, or just current right roster? Now, current, current roster. I mean, I think you'd have to bring in some some people from names from the past, though, wouldn't you? Sure, but I don't think, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Peter King, well, he's still active, but he's not going to be winning the Royal Rumble, I don't think, in a physical confrontation. I loved, I mean, I, I love professional basketball. I love playing, coaching, uh, ref. I, I love everything about the game of basketball. I grew up, uh, I mean, I just couldn't read enough Jack McCallum, so I'd be biased. Uh, I think Jack McCallum's such a good writer. And uh, I would I would have him come back and win the whole thing personally. I I've just spent too much time reading his his, his Boston Celtics unfinished business book, his seven seconds or less, less with the Phoenix Suns, his dream team book on the '92 dream team. I mean, like I've spent way too many times reading, rereading, dissecting passages. Um, you're a ja- he- you're a Jack Mac Mark. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> Chad McCallum would be. I, I'm sure he'd be surprised that he's coming up on a rest on a show on a, <laughs> discussing wrestling right now, but. He'd be my choice. I was such a big fan. And uh, he was one of those guys where, he, you know, when it came to basketball, I thought he was the smartest guy in the room. But, man, he never came off that way. He, he came off as if, as if you were learning with him, where some writers are so good, but it kind of feels like they're telling you things. He would share them with you, and you'd learn together. I, I always loved that style, and, and I hope that I could, you know, do it justice. But uh, he'd, he'd be my guy. I'd have him come back and, and have a part-timer beat all the full-timers. That's great. I love it. Uh, you don't have to explain yourself because we're running out of time, but I'm sure you've thought about this before. Who is your pro wrestling Mount Rushmore? Give me four guys. Hogan, Austin, Macho, Andre. All right, and you can you can defend your positions when you come back on the show down the road. Thank you. Which wrestling finisher would hurt the most in real life? You can pick current or all-time. Mine, I think, is the, the, the blackout, the curb stomp. I think that would really do some damage. What's yours? Uh, Yokozuna's bonsai drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, a quick collapse lung and a broken rib cage will put you out of commission. I don't think it would mess. feel good, yeah. Not at all. And then your personal last question for you, Justin. Your favorite match of all time. Wow, I love Jericho, uh, Jericho Michaels at Mania. But I was always kind of, um, I mean, I was, I was, I remember I, I was young, right? It was WrestleMania. It was Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match, mm-hmm. and that's eleven, right? No, it's yeah. 12. twelve. Eleven was eleven was Bret. Eleven was Bret, and uh, it was hard for uh, Bret and Bob Backlund. Um, twelve in California, and I, I love that match. And I remember, you know, I'm a kid, and I remember I was home alone watching my parents. I think I think my brother had a hockey game or something, and I watched that by myself. I remember loving that match as a kid. I still love that match as an adult. Um, but more modern, I 
WrestleMania 30, I think, has the greatest moments, some of the greatest moments ever at WrestleMania. I love the way they finished that match, and they still, we knew, everybody in the building knew Daniel Bryan was winning that match against Randy Orton and Dave Batista. They still planted a seed of doubt in your mind throughout that match, and that's credit to Batista, who didn't get any credit for his, his last run, but he, he did make some impact for Randy Orton who I think Randy Orton is too good in, in a sense. He makes it look too easy, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get the credit he deserves, and he's been around so long, too. He should have – that's my – I'll go back to your earlier question. That's my problem with Monday. How do you not have Randy Orton at this show? Randy Orton has been a critical part of your heartbeat. Um, how do you not have him at that show and all these other guys? Uh, but that would be I, – I, actually, if a more modern match, I'd go that one right there. Be, I love Jericho Omega recently at Wrestle Kingdom, but oh, I would go so WrestleMania good. 30, the main event. Love it. Justin, let people know where they can find you, social media, online. Where can they follow you for all your wrestling coverage? I am at Justin Barrasso. Most of the time, SportsIllustrated.com runs it on Extra Mustard, my work. Uh, We run every Wednesday, the week in wrestling. This week, we actually did a little bit, changed it up a little bit. We were in the uh, Enzo, Jimmy Fallon, Raw 25 note story today. We'll have the week in wrestling column on Thursday. And that's going to lead off with an Edge interview where he breaks down the Royal Rumble. We'll have James Ellsworth talking about whether he'll be back for the Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, I the hope big not. shows in the column <laughs> talking about Braun Strowman. Uh, it's a fun column. I, I, I try every week to put my heart and soul into it. Um, I, I spend a little bit of time every day writing it. Uh, uh, more days, you know, more time some days than others. But um, uh, that's tomorrow, and that should probably hit about noon time, noon Eastern. Uh, on si.com but the easiest way if i write something i always tweet it so that's at justin barrasso uh on twitter i love it and the work you put in shows it's one of my must reads all the time every week i love what you do all the reporting and i can't wait to talk to you again down the road and actually dig into how you do this because i can't imagine the amount of time you spend watching wrestling on a daily basis talking to sources getting on the phone and it just it sounds like a really incredible life to me so justin we'll do that some other time but thanks for carving out but I'm sure it's a busy week for you and a crazy schedule leading up to WrestleMania season, the Royal Rumble. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, my, honestly, it was my pleasure. All right. Thank you, Justin. We'll catch you next time. All right, Mike back here on my own. My thanks once again to Justin Barrasso. It is the busiest time of the year for a WWE reporter. Rumble kicking off WrestleMania season. And for him to take time to chat with me, how cool is that? Guys, if you are a first-time listener, a hundredth-time listener, whatever to the show, I would love it if you did me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you want to listen to me. Hit that subscribe button. Download some episodes that you've maybe missed in the past. Give me a review. I would love it if you said something awesome. Just say how amazing I am and how much you enjoy listening to me every week. No big deal, right? Throw some ratings. Throw some reviews. I would absolutely love it. It would mean the world to me. We talk to a lot of cool people from different uh, walks of life and professions. It's really, really dope. For any previous episodes, of course, you can look back once you subscribe, or you can also visit MikeJanella.com. That's where you find out everything about me, and you can also find me on social media. I am at Mike Janella everywhere. You can't miss me. One more time, give it up for Justin Barrasso. Check him out on SI.com, covering wrestling there all the damn time. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, everybody. It's my favorite event of the year. I can't wait. Hope it does not disappoint. Hope this episode didn't disappoint. But if it did, don't worry. I'm coming back strong, and we'll do even better next time. See ya!